You're listening to The South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans for Ohio State fans on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Welcome back to The South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans for Ohio State fans from the West Coast. I'm your host, Zach Moore. Today is Wednesday, October 27th, and I'm very happy to be joined once again by fellow South Stands contributor Paige Van Horn from Denver. PBH, how's it going, my friend? It's going well, buddy. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, my friend. We are also joined by contributor Chad Plummer from Cleveland. CP, what's the word from the 216? What up, what up, boys? All good in the two one six, man. Just uh, it's nice to actually sit down and not have to use my brain for work. So this, <laughs> this is great. All right. Well, we'll, we'll try not to tax you too much, CP, on this call. Of course, we are here to preview Ohio State's prime time matchup with number twenty Penn State in the Horseshoe this Saturday night. The game is a seven thirty p.m. Eastern kick on ABC. The line, as it stands right now, is Ohio State. Minus 18 and a half. I don't believe it's moved since I last looked at it. The over-under is 60. Ohio State is 22 and 13 all-time against Penn State. And they are winners of the last four uh, between these two schools, including a 38-25 win in an empty Beaver Stadium last year. Penn State's last win in the series was 2016 in Happy Valley. And the last time the Nittany Lions won in Columbus was 2011, so 10 years ago, fellas. And that was, of course, the disastrous Tattoo Gate season with Luke Fickle as interim head coach. Penn State won that game 20-14. to 14. Now, this game was supposed to be one of two top 10 showdowns in the Big Ten this weekend. Michigan and Michigan State would be the other. But Penn State failed to live up to its end of the bargain, losing last week in nine periods of overtime to lowly Illinois in Happy Valley, no less. The final on that one was 20-18. to 18. It was Penn State's second straight loss. They dropped a very winnable game in Iowa City to the Hawkeyes on October 9th and now sit at number 20 in the AP poll. So the big question for Penn State coming into this game is what percentage of Sean Clifford will they get? Clifford was playing extremely well before going down in that Iowa game. Penn State had a 17-3 lead in that game before Clifford's injury. And, And really that injury, fellas, and that moment when he went down appears to have been a really unfortunate turning point in Penn State's season. You know, they ended up losing that game to the Hawkeyes, as we know. Clifford returned to action last week, but it was a shell of himself against Illinois. Now, James Franklin said yesterday he expects Clifford to be 100% for Ohio State. I I don't know. I I mean, I think that might be more wishful thinking on Franklin's part than anything else. But if Clifford can regain his form against the Buckeyes, Penn State might have a shot at making this a game. Certainly in the folks in the desert, I don't know. They they have doubts about that. As I said, they're giving Penn State 18 and a half points in this game. Now, Penn State fans will tell you the strength of this team is its defense, namely the secondary with Joey Porter Jr. and Tariq Castro-Fields at corner and Jaquan Brisker at safety. Pro Football Focus rates that unit sixth nationally in coverage, and Penn State ranks 15th nationally in pass defense, giving up only 178 yards per game. So I think we're in for a good strength-on-strength matchup between that secondary and the Ohio State receivers. Linebacker Ellis Brooks is another player to watch on that defense. He's Penn State's leading tackler. Finally, defensive tackle P.J. Mustafer, who Penn State people will tell you is a very important cog in that defense, especially in stopping the run, is injured. I believe he's been lost for the season and will not play against Ohio State. Now, Mustafer leaves a gaping hole in the middle of that defense that Illinois running backs 
Chase Brown and Joshua McCrary were able to exploit to the tune of 365 yards rushing and 6.4 yards per carry last week. I mean, that's definitely an area to watch as Travion Henderson comes into Saturday averaging almost nine yards per game for Ohio State. So we might get a heavy workload for Henderson in that game. Okay, Paige, I'm going to kick this to you. Now, coming off Ohio State's dominant performance against Indiana last week, how are you feeling about Ohio State heading into this matchup with Penn State? I feel so good. It it almost feels like it's a trap game, Um, (laughs) right? Yeah. there's no way I wouldn't even take the Buckeyes with plumbers money. Uh, minus, <laughs> Like there's just, because, you know, if you've watched the big 10 in the last 10 years, especially, especially this rivalry, Penn state is by far our toughest competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it appears that these two directions are going, going in polar opposite ways. Um, I mean, the Buckeyes just, you couldn't even find a a thing to complain about against uh, the, against Indiana. And I watched the overtime of the Illinois game. (laughs) I'll never get that fucking time back. (laughs) It was the most painful thing. And and, okay. So, so start off, I had no idea that they had this new two point conversion. Okay. (laughs) No idea. Um, And it wasn't like they were scoring, right? It wasn't like (laughs) each team was punching it in from the two yard line. It was just so pathetic. I couldn't even stand it. And it just kept going on and on and on. And I had some place to be and I actually ended up watching it. And the other thing is I didn't even know that Brett Bielema was even alive. (laughs) And then they said that Illinois lost to, they lost to some school that I kid you not, I had never even heard of like UCI Cristobal university or something just insane. So let's just start there. So everything in the world points to a Buckeye blowout. It pro- it really should be. But I think, you know, I think you need to be careful because because Penn State plays us so tough. They'll uh-huh. give us a good shot. If Clifford's truly dinged and can't, you know, go, then it could get really ugly. If, if not, I expect it to be, you know, a, a typical Ohio State Penn State game. I was also surprised to hear you say that, they hadn't won in the shoe in 10 years. I That seems like they've given us fits. So um, right. I'm expecting more of the same. But the Buckeyes, everything they're rolling. I think, you know, defensive problems are not completely solved, but man, are they greatly improved. What can you say about the offense? Mm-hmm. What can you say about every little aspect of, of them, the offensive line, which I think people are not giving them due credit for, like, it's Stroud has just been killing it. Right. Dude, he has all day back there. Yeah. There's no one even remotely close to him. And I think the offensive line is a big, big factor moving forward. Oh yeah. So I love the Buckeyes chances. Everything tells me they're going to roll. I'm going to take Penn state. Cause I think it's a trap game. <laughs> all right. Points. All right. By the way, it was, I believe it's the university of Texas, San Antonio road runners. That's who Illinois I mean, lost to in their opener. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, how about you? Since, since going back, looking at the, the, the performance against IU, obviously Ohio State dominant in that game, how are you feeling about the Buckeyes heading into this matchup with Penn State? Snore fast. Oh, okay. So pretty Seriously, confident. though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not going to be your typical Penn State-Ohio State game. And mm-hmm. what the fuck is up with James Franklin this week? Yeah, we're going to be going into the big house. Like, I mean, that guy's a fucking yeah. idiot. 
Yeah. But it's not going to be, it's not, you know, whether Clifford, I mean, I wish Clifford would play and I wish actually he was like a hundred percent healthy. So our defense, we could see at least where we actually are as right. far as our, def, you know, our defensive schemes, where we're looking now with Barnes making the calls, but I don't think that's probably going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just going to be, you know, they can't stop us. Um, they're getting, what are they averaging three and a half yards per carry? So, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, um, you know, our offense, I mean, I mean, nobody can argue that we have the most explosive offense in, in college football. Um, I think it's as good, if not better than Alabama's was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not right now, it will be at the end of this season. Um, I think it's pretty damn close right now. Um, and like a page alluded to the offensive line. I mean, they're just, they're, they're, they're beasts up there. Their bumper is going to go down as the, probably the best offensive lineman to play at Ohio state. Wow. Um, even, even, I mean, even better than Orlando play. pace, well, I just, even better than Orlando pace. You're taking um, Mumford you know over what? pace. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love OP man, but I'm telling you, I, I just, I, maybe, you know what? Better I than Jim still. <laughs> yeah, he's better than Jim Stillwagon. Sorry, Bradley. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't think this is going to be the typical. And I, I'm one that always, am, you know, it's a Penn State Ohio State game. They always play as tight. Um, but I just think there's like this array going up there, and and you know, College Park, like, and like, you know, Franklin just uh, hired Jimmy Sexton. Supposedly it was over the summer. I mean, that guy represents 11 of the 12 SEC coaches. That guy's like. You know, he gets right. it done. Like and that just comes out this week. Then he proceeds to say, like, we're going into the big house, blah blah blah. This, you know, so it, it's this. It's they're all they're all losing their minds up there. Yeah, um, it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I, I night game, all scarlet unis, first time in history, and it's going to be a scarlet, like a scarlet out in the stadium. It's just going to be an ass kicking. Wow. Okay. So uh, yeah. By the way, how do you guys feel about those all scarlets? I, I'm not sure Love how I them. feel about them. I guess I have to, I'm going to have to see them in action. You, you like them, CP? How about you, PVH? I, I really, I like the aesthetics. I like, I like the look. Yeah? And I bet they're going to look really sweet under the light. Yeah. I, I like them. I think someone had put out they should have the black helmets with them or something oh. like that would be really cool. But um, Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that stuff's good. I think it's important, right? I mean, I know the traditionalists get all bent out of shape about it, but I mean, you know, look at Oregon. Like, yeah. their program's built on, you know, Nike. Believe, and yeah. Kids right. love it. And believe it or not, that's huge for recruits, man. I mean, totally. That list of recruits that are coming into the shoe on Saturday night, I mean, they, they love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do look like on the field, though. Yeah, yeah, me too. I got to see them in action, and I've just—I I guess I, I haven't really decided yet, but I'm a little torn. I just want to see what they look like. I guess it, it will be kind of a stark contrast to those all those those all whites for Penn State. So, it it it, it will look pretty cool. I, oh yeah, I, think. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah. See, that's gonna actually be pretty sweet. Yeah. All white versus yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to get your. I we haven't had a chance to catch up the three of us, and I just wanted to get your your kind of your overall impressions of Ohio State since the Indiana game. We didn't have a chance to break that down, the three of us, and and it seems that both of you and and I agree with you, feeling very confident uh, heading into this game. And uh, you know, d- despite the fact that Penn State, and I agree with you, Paige, and and I've I've been saying it ad nauseum on this podcast for for years that Penn State has been our toughest competition in the conference since. James Franklin 
you know, the, took the helm. So, um, you know, and, and I, I, even still, I kind of, I'm reluctant to, to pick a blowout. We'll get to our score predictions later, just because maybe I'm just superstitious, but things don't seem to, Paige, you made reference to this. These two teams are on like bullet trains speeding in the opposite direction. And you've got Ohio state yep. in full ascension and you have Penn state, uh, you know, since that se- they had that 17 to three lead against Iowa in that game, Clifford goes down. It's been a swift and steady decline for that program since then. And uh, Chad, you made reference to it yesterday in James uh, Frank Franklin's press conference. Uh, he he seemed oddly kind of absent minded and not all there. He twice referred to Ohio State as Illinois and he referred to Ohio Stadium as the big house. I think that's what you were talking about. So. Franklin doesn't seem all there. You also mentioned to uh, Chad that he recently hired a new agent. There's all these rumors swirling about him potentially being a candidate either for USC and or LSU. And, uh, you know, you look at the injuries, you look at the talent makeup of both of these rosters and uh, all at the statistically both where, where these teams sit, all signs seem to point to perhaps a, a blowout uh, for the very first time in, in about five years. I think it's about five years since Ohio State has really kind of blown Penn State out. All right. Well, I'm, I'm curious. What what are are you each most looking forward to in this game? It could be a, a player that you're looking forward to, 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 to watching. could be a matchup. could be scheme-related, coaching-related. Paige, I'm going to kick this back to you. What are you most looking forward to watching in this game? I think the offense against their defense, right? They do have a good defense. They yeah. always play good defense. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to learn – a whole heck of a lot on the defensive side of the ball, stopping them. I don't think I agree. Clifford, I I didn't see him get hurt. um, But, you know, without him, they're going to be really, really, you know, in a, in a tough way to try and do anything against us. So I think the defense will perform well. I, you know, I just want to see this offense keep rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, It'd be interesting, you know, what kind of game plan Ryan day comes up with, but just keep that machine going. It's, it's, it's truly like just frightening the amount of weapons that they have. I mean, you know, it's that old adage, you could take something away. I don't know what you try and take away right um from this team i mean the receivers <laughs> i mean ruckert is now a factor right uh, you know oh yeah <laughs> you know we all you know henderson that guy not only is he quick as hell and wiggly as hell man he breaks tackles like look, yeah you know powerful like Ryan williams it's insane the yeah. package guy so i just want to see the offense continue to roll against a better defense probably what they've they've faced um, you know, the, these last few games and, you know, going back to the watching the Illinois, uh, Penn state game, they just ran the ball down their throat. Yeah, like, they did. That, that guy wasn't passing and I have no idea who the quarterback is of Illinois, but they just stuffed the ball down Penn state's throat and really Penn state couldn't stop them. And in a lot of respects, Illinois deserved to win that game. They didn't win it on a fluke. They, they went in there and beat Penn state. So, you know, I think that's, probably where we might learn something and what I'm most looking forward to seeing. Yeah. Uh, just to your point, uh, and I had mentioned it at the top, Illinois finished with 357 yards rushing uh, on the day. And uh, Brown, they're, they're starting tailback and McCrary, Brown and McCrary, they're, they're two top backs uh, combined for, well, Brown, he went for 223 on 33 carries, McCrary 142 on 24 carries. So yeah, if there is a vulnerability there with that defense, I think it's it certainly appears to be in the run game. Chad, how about you? What are you most looking forward to watching in this game? 
I'm looking forward to um, the country being able to see the Ohio State offense on national television, mm-hmm. uh, prime time. Um, that's what I'm most looking forward to. I mean, like, I really can't pinpoint a player that I, I want to watch. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's sure. You could just like go down the list. I mean, on that offensive side of the ball, um, on the defensive side of the ball, I'm like, I really excited to see Steel Chain. Like, Steel Chambers is balling out. Um, I mean, that kid is, you know, playing very well. He's probably our best linebacker. I guess, like, I'm, I'm, what I'm looking forward to is not being disappointed. Yeah. I, I'm with you on steel chambers. Makes it makes, it makes sense. I'm with I you on steel chambers. I think he needs to get more snaps. I think he, to me, he, yeah, he, he appears to be the only linebacker that kind of plays downhill and instinctively he had, a, he had a play last week against Indiana where he tackled their back with one arm. He, he, he ripped the ball loose. Indiana fell on it, but that play stood out to me and, and he's had several like it. We just, he just keeps, he, he keeps standing out on film in a way at linebacker that we haven't seen in a while. So I agree with you. I want to see more Mitchell of him. Mitchell played ball last week though too. Well, I think Chambers stands to steal snaps from, from Mitchell. I think that that's, he plays a weak side linebacker. So I think if Chambers is going to get more playing time and it's going to be at Mitchell's expense. Um, but, but no, I'm with you. I, I want to see more from steel Chambers. He's uh, one of Ohio State's top graded defenders, according to pro football focus in the top 10 defensively overall in their defensive grades. He's been a really pleasant surprise. So for you, both of you, it's the offense, and that's totally understandable, right? I mean, it's it, you know the, it, that really is the story of this team. But for me, I'll I'll go to the defensive side. I, I do want to see continued improvement with this defense. And and Paige and Chad, you've already you've already mentioned. Look, what what can we realistically learn about the defense in this game? And 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 you know, I agree with that, right? You've got an injured quarterback with an offense that was probably going to be limited. Anyway, with a, a, a quarterback in Clifford who has limited arm talent, even when he's healthy. But I want to see from Ohio State what any good defense should do against a limited offense with an injured quarterback, which is to snuff out any hope that this will be a game and from the jump. And I also want to see that defense right. really kind of, uh, you know, really respond to the energy in that stadium. I mentioned this, this to you guys over text. I want to see Ohio State get out of the gates a little quicker at home in a big game. Sometimes I feel like the 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 opponent feeds more off the energy than Ohio State. They kind of, they kind of feed off the atmosphere and, and are seem more energized by it than Ohio State. So I want to see that from Ohio State out of the gates quicker in a big game and in front of our home fans. And I want to see that exactly. defense dominate, right? Look, last week, yep. Illinois held Penn State to 227 yards of total offense, and that includes nine frames <laughs> of overtime. <laughs> 227 Big yards Brad. of total offense, right? So I would expect at least that from the Ohio State defense, right? I would think this defense should be at least be able to replicate that. I want to see 200 yards or less of total offense. I'm setting that that that's where I'm setting the standard for this defense. I want 90. to see that front seven living in the, the PSU backfield. I want to see that secondary all over Jahan Dotson. I mean, look, Dotson's really their only playmaker, right? So anybody but that guy, right? I, I expect they're going to key on Dotson. I'd be very disappointed if he has a big game because he's really the only guy out there that's going to be able to make plays for them. So that's what I'm going to be looking at. You know, Z, like not look, not trying to look ahead because that's not like, right. you know, I really, really wish that, that Clifford was playing in this game because, I mean, if you look ahead over the next like few weeks, there's not one team that we play that really has this dynamic offense. Yeah. I mean, Michigan None. certainly doesn't. They have a great defense, 
Michigan State certainly doesn't. They have a great, you know, defense. But, you know, it's just like, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to see where we are before we get to, you know, the end of the season, how far along we've actually come. And I don't think we're going to get that test until the playoffs. should we get there. No. I mean, I just don't think the Big Ten has – the Big Ten, really all those teams – Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, they're, they're all, even Wisconsin, they're all kind of the same flavor or slightly different flavor or the same kind of brand. I don't know. I mean, good defense, limited quarterback play, I guess, you know, okay in the run game. I, I just don't know if Ohio State's going to get a real test until it gets out of conference in the playoff and faces a, I don't know, an Alabama or a Georgia. But, you know, for now, with the opponents that are in front of them, do what a good defense is supposed to do, which is just snuff out any help, right? From the jump, completely dominate. Uh, and and that's what I want to see. And I think this this defense is capable of that. Nice work on that uh, Indiana pod there, Z. Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, and I will say this. I will give like, because I was at the game last week. Bloomington is a cool-ass campus, man. Is it? Like, mm. it is very cool. The tailgating scene at Bloomington is 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 off the hook, man. It's it's a little jet. All right. And the bars like it, we just had a blast. I mean, it sucked that the rain, you know, came down. Yeah, it looked but, like it was coming I mean, down it was pretty 40, good. 47. It, yeah, it was beautiful all day. And then like right when we were walking into the stadium, we started that misting. But I mean, it was 44 to 7 at halftime. So it was really like like I was gonna sit there for another two quarters. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, dude, what <laughs> were you out of the, I mean mid second quarter? You were out of that place. Come on, be honest. <laughs> oh dude, Kramer and I just like Peeled like I do, yeah. We were out of there, bro. Like, <laughs> but the, the fans were actually pretty cool. We were having a good time, like you know, like Raz going back and forth. But yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Bloomington. That campus is is legit. Nice. Yeah, it looks like a kind of a nice place to watch a game too. It's a smaller stadium. I, it sounds like a little more uh, an intimate venue, but it looks like a nice place to to watch a game. So, Paige, you'd mentioned the the Penn State defense. The question is, are they good enough? To, to really, you know, hold this offense in check. I mean, right now, total defense, they're 26 in the country. Defensive yards per play, I think I mentioned it earlier, they're fifth. So pretty good at limiting, you know, opposing offenses to a four point, what is it, 4.31 yards per play. Uh, they're good at pass defense, 15th in the country. But I think if they're going to have any hope of really slowing down this Ohio State offense, I think you got to get after C.J. Stroud. And, I, and while Penn State you know, is good in certain areas, a top 25 defense to be sure in, in certain areas. They have good players. We know that. They've got future NFL players. They're not great at getting after the quarterback. Only 72nd nationally in sacks. I was looking at the PFF grades for their pass rush, 48th nationally in pass rush, which is, you know, it's it's okay. It's, it's not great. By comparison, Ohio State is 25th nationally in pass rush. So not a super dynamic, overpowering pass rush. And they're going up against what might be the best offensive line in the country. I mean, uh, Stroud's been sacked, I believe, five times in six games. So, you know, as we head toward our our score predictions here, I think that's something to weigh. I think Penn State's going to have to get after Stroud. They're going to have to rattle him and they're going to have to create turnovers. I think think at least two turnovers to to equalize this game, to, to have a chance in it. So why don't we let's move over to score predictions, boys, if you're ready to do that. Um, Paige, why don't I start with you? Why don't you give me your score prediction? Hey, look, every, everything about this game screams blowout, right? I yeah. mean, I, I didn't even realize, and I guess I forgot, right? They were coming off a bye against Illinois. That's, that's right. That's, like, that's just not. 
And, and that's what's even worse. Oh God. Even, yeah. And you know, we've talked about Ohio state has definitely turned things around. Um, and you know, I, I believe that Franklin is probably interested in a different job. Uh, I think that's a podcast in and of itself, whether or not USC or LSU are better jobs than Penn state. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe money-wise, that always dictates, but I wonder like from a talent perspective, for sure. I mean, I think I, I think you're going to have access to to much more talent, both at USC, I think, and and then LSU. Well, again, I think I don't know no matter what you what setting himself up. I think like he hired that Jimmy Sexton because regardless, he's going to get paid if it goes to LSU or USC or get a raise pretty much putting Penn state on the, like the, Hey, listen, you're going to give me a buyout clause and you're going to give me a big ass contract. And then he'll just like, it's pretty much going to have his pick, but I wouldn't take USC. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know about that. Though. I don't know about that. I mean, look, he just lost to fucking Illinois at home. I, I mean, I, I, what's, what's he going to point to? Right, I, he lost I a winnable game at Iowa. What's he going to say to Penn State? Like, you know, you better I mean, give me a raise. Penn State's like, "There's the door, buddy." There's the door, buddy. I get it, but he's got some big time recruits, and like, he's got a good class right now. So, I'm, yeah, you know, like, we'll see. I mean, I, look, he's got to win this game. I think. I, I, I don't think he can get his ass handed to him by Ohio State on the heels of a, you know, of an embarrassing loss to, to Illinois, and then losing a winnable game that he was his team was in command of at, at Iowa. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Penn State or LSU will hire him away. I just don't know that he can turn around to his current employer and say, "You better give me a raise, or else." Given his most recent track record, and also coming off last season, right where they they lost what they were zero and five to start, and they had a strong finish, but super disappointing. Anyway, podcast for another day. Page, as you said, takes the Penn State job if he does leave. Yeah, well. Podcast for another day, as, as Paige had mentioned, yeah. uh, James Franklin's uh, employment prospects. Paige, kick it to you. What's your prediction for this game? Uh, I'm going to go 42-28 Buckeyes. I, I just don't think – just past precedent, right? Um, we don't wow. cover. And so, you know, part of me wants to go 42-2 to two and just call the blowout, but I'm not going to do it. I think it's a trap, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that um, it's a little closer than we think. Wow. Um, and you like Penn State to put important. up 28, 28 points in that game. That's a, that's a, yeah. well, that's a yeah. lot of offense for this, this no Penn State way. offense. <laughs> well, they've done it before, I'll, right? I'll give, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you 10 points right now and say they don't even score 18. <laughs> what? Say that again. If they score 28 points on this defense, then we're not even anywhere near being done. <laughs> that that would be a bad sign. I mean, uh, if if we did give yeah. up 28 points to this this offense, this Penn State offense, they're averaging 18 points a game in Big Ten play, uh, 27 oh. per game overall. So 27 per game overall. That's 79th in scoring offense nationally. Uh, but since they've entered Big Ten play, only 18 points per game. But anyway, Paige, you think they put up 28 on this Ohio State defense, and you like the Buckeyes to win win by two touchdowns, but not cover. They can always get a cheapie at the end, which they did last year. That's and true. Player, and you know, you called it yeah, right. That's good With point. One guy that can beat you, and I think if there's one thing to think, you know, that would take that guy away, right? Like I want to see yeah. Seven Banks or or Burke or Cam Brown just just shut him down. Like that would, you know, that I mean, that's that that's something to to look for on Saturday. Um, yeah. And you know, yeah. trust me, everything in my head tells me this is not going to be close. There's a lot of factors that should you know, make you think that, but right. 
I don't know. I think, you know, Penn State, for whatever reasons, gives us fits. I think it's important for Ohio State to roll, though, too, right? Like, yeah. let's get this train moving. Mm-hmm. You know, we are clearly the class of the Big Ten. The East is nowhere near as good as like we were talking about two weeks ago or right. the pundits are talking about. Ohio State needs to just keep the accelerator down, kick the living shit out of this team and everyone else that's in front of them because they should. No one can compete with them. The ceiling, you said it a few weeks ago, Zach, like the ceiling on this team is through the roof. Mm-hmm. The offenses in, in the Big Ten, again, like it's a, a podcast for another day. How can they be that bad? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> so, All right. So you've got Penn's crush it. They should. All right, 42-28 Ohio State. And you you like Penn State maybe to come in, play with some pride, uh, you know, after these two disappointing performances. And and uh, they do still have some good players. You know, they got a lot of NFL guys too. So, um, okay, 42-28 Penn uh, – sorry, Ohio State is your prediction. Chad, what's yours? 56-13. 56-13. for my boy PVH for the deuce with the, the, deuce. the safety in there somewhere, but – I gotta go thirteen. Fifty-six thirteen Buckeyes roll on that T V, baby. Wow. Okay. Well, that would be the highest point total for Ohio State since the twenty thirteen game. And that was also in the shoe. We put up sixty-three on them. Um, and yeah, that would be a true blowout. And I'm you know, and like I like I said earlier, like I like this is always a game, you know what I mean? Like no matter what, they always play as tight. Right. This year, college football is so crazy and things are just like anyone can beat anybody, I think, this year, but this is why we break the chain. The Buckeyes roll 56-13. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, uh, as I mentioned previously, right, Penn State, Ohio State, our teams speeding on bullet trains in opposite directions. I mean, Ohio State right now is third in the 24-7 team talent composite. Penn State is 16th. Right now, Ohio State is as healthy as they've been since the season started, whereas, you know, well-documented, Penn State is dealing with some key injuries that are having major impacts, you know, on them right now. And I think Ohio State has the coaching edge. And I think last year, Ohio State really flirted with its first blowout of Penn State since 2015. Uh, they beat Penn State by four touchdowns in the shoe in 2015. Uh, but but in last year's game, they kind of let Penn State hang around. They, they scored a couple. Uh, Penn State did a couple garbage time touchdowns there late in the fourth quarter uh, to, to make the final margin look a little closer than it actually was. But anyone who watched the game knew, you know, saw that Ohio State was really in command for all four quarters. I think on Saturday night, the Buckeyes finished the job. I, I, I agree with you, uh, Chad, and, and I'm going against my instinct page because I share that instinct. That, Whoa, you know, the see, Penn State Penn State has been the, you know, the most competitive uh, Big Ten opponent for Ohio State since Franklin took the helm. And I, you know, I, I typically feel uneasy predicting an Ohio State blowout in this game, but <laughs> just all signs seem to be pointing to an Ohio State blowout. I, uh, hopefully I don't eat these words. Maybe this is the ultimate okey-doke from Franklin and Penn State. Maybe they've lulled us to sleep and they're going to come into the shoe on Saturday night and shock the Buckeyes. But to me, all signs point to an Ohio State blowout. Stats, the injury report, the talent composition of these two rosters. I like Ohio State 42-17. I think it's going to be a big night for Travion Henderson. If we look at what Illinois did on the ground uh, against man, Penn State. Dude. Penn State's shorthanded in the middle, as I've mentioned, right? They're down that that defensive tackle who's you know been very, very big for them this year. So Ohio State in this one, 42-17, and they continue to roll. And uh nice. All I right. just checked out the weather for Columbus Saturday night. Um, oh, that's it's a good gonna rain most of the day, and then Saturday night it's gonna drop down to about 37, like around game time. Okay. Um, and it's only about a 20% chance of rain, winds five to ten miles per hour. 
All right. Okay. So pretty good conditions for a Big Ten That's football all right. game. That's all right. Yeah. Right? In, in uh, late October. Heard it here first from Al Roker. From <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Sponsored by weather.com. <laughs> well, hey. Sponsor, weather.com. <laughs> well, listen, if, if, if I can keep you guys on for a little bit longer, I wanted to turn our attention to a few other matchups around the Big Ten. Let's turn to number six, Michigan, visiting Number eight, Michigan State. This is in East Lansing. This game is a noon Eastern kick on Fox. The line is Michigan minus four. The over-under is 50 and a half. Who do you guys like in that game? Paige, I want to start with you. So I said it two weeks ago. I think Michigan State's going to be our toughest test. Um, I right. don't believe in Mi- Michigan's greatly improved. Yeah, that's not that tall of a hurdle, right? Like big deal, right? You got better. <laughs> you sucked for a long time. Right. Um, I have, again, in full disclosure, not seen a single snap from the Spartans. So, uh, you know, I'm just going off of pure, you know, speculation on that. I did watch a teeny bit of Michigan Northwestern. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That was 1710 or something. 1310 at halftime. 10, 7 at half, Michigan. 10, 7 at halftime, right? They're yeah. Just offensive juggernaut, Michigan. Please. <laughs> right? Like, just stop. They're one dimensional on offense. I think, you know, the one thing Michigan State has some, some players, and I think Michigan gets exposed. I like Sparty in that game. Wow. Sure. Okay. Did you happen to, if you were watching that that Michigan uh, Northwestern game, I don't know if you saw a little bit of that halftime show, Brady, Brady Quinn was given Harbaugh kinds of grief about not throwing the football. He's like, just, you know, he's like, like all the analysts have been saying, Michigan just really has to show that they can throw the ball downfield, be a threat to throw the ball downfield to, to hang with the likes of Ohio State and other elite teams. But I think Quinn said something like, he's like, throw the ball downfield. I just want them to attempt to pass past the line of scrimmage, <laughs> you know, because they're throwing a lot of bubble screens and, you know, short passes and stuff. So uh, before you settle on that pick page, before I let you go and I kick it over to Chad, I just do want to point out that Michigan State, uh, you know, really probably should have lost to the Indiana team that we just demolished, right? That Indiana held. It, so it didn't happen. It, so Indiana, <laughs> that Indiana team held Michigan State to 241, a to, 241 yards of total offense. The difference in that game was a pick six for Michigan State. They hung on to win. Uh, but you like Sparty in a rivalry game. They do always get up for Michigan, right? They always play Michigan well, even when they're not all that good. So you're taking Michigan in that game. How about you, Chad? Well, the line is Michigan minus four in right. East Lansing. Yeah. Um, you know, and like like I said, you know, a couple of minutes ago, I mean, college football is wacky this year. Um, I'm going to take I'm going to take Michigan State, man. I'm gonna, I, I think okay. they knock off Michigan. And as much as I don't want that to happen, because like I mean, not many people agree with me, but I want Michigan to be undefeated when we go up to Ann Arbor. So I don't want them to lose on Saturday, but I think they're going to. Wow. Okay. I'm taking Michigan. Uh, you know, Michigan State, I, I watched most of the Michigan State-Indiana uh, game two weeks ago before we played Indiana. And, uh, you know, Indiana shut them down. They they shut down Kenneth Walker the third. their, their star tailback. Uh, they really took away – about pretty, you know, what up to that game was a, was a pretty good uh, receiver core uh, at Michigan State. They got a couple guys, a couple receivers who before that game were putting up some pretty good stats. Jalen Naylor is a good receiver for them. But I I think Michigan's going to get this one. I like them in this one. I think they have just a little bit more than Michigan State. I think they've shown a little bit more than Michigan State. Michigan State really hasn't played anybody. 
Uh, as you guys know, I've been probably Michigan's biggest critic uh, out of all of us uh, on this pod, but I do like them in this game over Michigan State, uh, you know, by a touchdown. What, what's Michigan State ranked right now? So right now, Michigan State is ranked eighth. eighth and Michigan is sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when, what, what is old Jimmy Khaki Pants' record against top 10 teams? Not not great. Yeah, not, not great. Not great. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. Not great. I don't have the numbers here in front of me, but it's pretty right, putrid. It's two and yeah, against Ohio State, maybe? Michigan State, the yeah. two biggest rivals. It's shit. Yeah, that's true. He, he has been bad in rivalry games too. On top right. of that, so Paige, I, it's your old line of you're sticking with the trend until you see something different. Is that kind of your view of this one? Yeah, I just yeah. Part of it, I you know, I think, um, and again, you know, I, I don't think either one of those teams are really very good certainly right. not top 10 i mean maybe in a normal college football season it is weird you know somebody's got to be in the top 10 um but from what i've seen you know i i couldn't tell you you know legitimately who are good top 10 teams out there i mean so many teams are flawed in so a lot many of ways flaws. yeah you're right uh, so i just you know i i I, I think Michigan State gets it done. And I, okay, to Chad's point, right? Like, I do love, I would love it for Michigan to be undefeated when we went up there, but we get, you know, we'll get them, we get Michigan State. It'd be good if they're undefeated. And then if Michigan is whatever, 11 and one, we go up there and boat race them. That's, that works as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think by the time the Big Ten East, is done with each other, you know. Uh, I'm not sure any of these opponents Ohio State plays and hopefully defeats and wins convincingly are, are going to, you know, provide great resume fodder for their, you know, for their playoff resume. I, I think in the end, I totally expect by, you know, by the end of the season, we'll look back on some of these uh, these opponents with inflated rankings and say, oh, yeah, Michigan State, and they were solid, but I mean, top ten team, I don't know. Right. Uh, so okay. It's going to be a fun game either way. That's a nine o'clock kick. Great way to get Saturday started. There's another pretty interesting matchup in the Big Ten in the West. Number nine, Iowa visits unranked Wisconsin. This is also a noon Eastern kick on ESPN. The line is Wisconsin minus three and a half. The over under is 36 and a half. <laughs> oh my God, this game this game's going to be a cure for barn insomnia. Yeah, barn burner. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, don't look now, but Wisconsin is very much alive in the division and they're the favorite in this game. I mean, man, the more things change, the more things stay the same in the Big Ten West. I mean, I, I mean, how much you want to bet Wisconsin ends up winning that damn thing again and, okay. and gets out of the West, right? I mean, they went on the road last week and throttled uh, Purdue, who had come off the big win over Iowa. I, you know, I like, I personally really want to. Do they really want to like uh, to face us again in Indy, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you, you know, honestly, the last time we played them, they had a similar team. Not, I mean, they were better than this team, but you know, they they know how to slow us down. Like we usually don't run away. That fifty nine to nothing win back in the twenty fourteen Big Ten title game was a total outlier. Usually, they play us fairly close, but I don't know. I mean, I think we were all expecting somebody different. So we always, I mean, Iowa, right? Two weeks ago, we're like, oh, it's an Iowa. They're a lock, but I mean. I don't know. I'll go. I'll get us started. I think Wisconsin wins this one. I I was not impressed with Iowa. Uh, you know, getting losing at home against uh, Purdue two weeks ago. They really should have lost to Penn State. They should have been blown out by Penn State. If Sean Clifford doesn't go down in that game, I think they actually they, they actually get their asses handed to him by Penn State. So I like Wisconsin in this game. Chad, how about you? I mean, I'll tell you know if I if I have to actually pick these two like. 
You know, do. You are forced to make a pick, sir. You. I guess I'll take. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I mean, I flip a coin. Uh, heads, Iowa. Tails, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh. Tails, Wisconsin. Just ask Johnny. Tails, Wisconsin. <laughs> ask Johnny. One bark for Iowa, two barks for Wisconsin. So, so the coin flip yeah. is tails for Wisconsin. You're, you're taking Wisconsin. Boy, that is podcasting gold right there, boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Paige, how about you, man? Who do you like in this I, game? Uh, I mean, I just – I don't even care. It's it's an embarrassment to football. <laughs> it's, it's just not – uh, and I'm going to use my my time on the podcast is to please 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 like redo the East versus West thing. Right? Yeah. It's just or just get rid of the divisions free. altogether. Just right? get rid of it. Do something. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just they're the same teams over year over year over. Horrible offenses. They cannot throw the ball past ten yards. I mean, literally, I can go to a high school game tomorrow in Colorado, which is the worst high school football in the country, and they have better <laughs> quarterbacks than these schools. I don't know how that's possible. So, um, I'll, I I'd be rooting for Iowa. I don't want to see. I'm tired of Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just go for the Hawkeyes. You're taking Iowa just because you just can't bear to see Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game again. I like, <laughs> I got no problem with that. I got no problem with that pick, uh, you know, because I, I feel the same way. And in fact, you know, just as we were saying, the last time all of us talked on this podcast, you know, we, we talked about how unfortunate it is Ohio State has not gotten a lot of cracks at Iowa since, hmm. you know, uh, since the realignment of the divisions and, and since they added, you know, uh, Maryland and since expansion, right? Maryland and Rutgers and stuff, we're, we're seeing those games instead of Iowa. Iowa usually plays is pretty tough. I think that would make a more compelling Big Ten title game if it happens. You know, there's one other game I'm going to keep an eye on before we get to our gun to our head playoff predictions. One game I'm keeping an eye on, that's Texas Tech at number four, Oklahoma. Man, Oklahoma looked shaky last week against Kansas. Probably should have lost that damn game oh, against Kansas. They're, they're, they're hanging on by Fred. One, one in six Kansas. What in the hell? So I'm watching. That's Texas Tech at number four, Oklahoma. Texas Tech, not very good, but we know they can score. And I would not be surprised if Texas Tech takes that Oklahoma down to the wire, and that's anybody's ball game in the last couple of minutes of that, of that game. Take this to the bank. Boys and girls. All right. Florida. Florida is a 14-point underdog to Georgia at 3.30 on Saturday. That game is going to go down to the very end of the fourth quarter. Florida will lose, but they will cover the 14, and it's going to be a scare for the dogs. Okay. All right, I like that one. Yeah, a rivalry game, neutral field, right? That plays that game's played in Jacksonville. Is Mike Corcoran going to be there? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mikey. He probably doesn't even know where the stadium is. <laughs> All right. Well, before we head to predictions, Paige, you, any comments you want to make on that Oklahoma Texas Tech game or Florida? Um, but did Georgia? they just fire their head coach? A Texas Tech? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think they did, didn't they? Yeah. All right. So. You oh, know, yeah, like that guy. That, a lot I, of people like that guy, and some big donor put in like twenty, like some insane amount. Like, and they're like, "Oh, if we just." I, well, I listened to the like the twenty oh. cent page. I listened to the press conference. He was like, "Um, we just thought today was the day to go. We want to thank him for his time and his energy." Matt Barnes is who it was, right? Is that the name of the coach? Uh, yeah, not our Matt Barnes, I, obviously. I have no idea. I just saw the yeah. name. No, no, no. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, coach got it. Um, Interesting. I mean, the guy's got like they're five and six and three or five and three, and like they just like you know yeah. crazy. 
Interesting. Okay, so uh, you I know think, the Red Raiders. You know, for, for, you know, win one for the old coach who got who got the I hatchet. You never know. I, I think Oklahoma loses, but I don't think it's this week. I think it's down the road when they play Baylor or Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think I, now, if I'm not mistaken, Oklahoma still has on their schedule. They still have both Iowa State and Oklahoma State, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they do. Actually, yeah, that they and they wrap up with those three in, in succession, starting with Baylor. Page, yeah, that's right. at Baylor. Then they come home and face Iowa State on, and then on the road at Oklahoma State. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think they survived that gauntlet. They might even lose more than one game there through that yeah. gauntlet. Okay. Does um does does the Big Twelve have a, a championship game now? Yeah, oh, they, yeah do. they do. Yeah, yeah, they do because we've been seeing a lot of uh, you know rematches in that game because it's they play around robin right they only have 10 yeah and that's why i thought they didn't have a, a championship game. yeah actually they do they do and um you know oklahoma right so assuming they survive this three-game gauntlet at the end baylor iowa state oklahoma state and then they have to win in the big 12 championship game too i don't see them doing that they, they're just playing with fire they're, they're heading to they're flirting with disaster that's going to catch up to them their defense is going to catch up to them um so yeah right yeah it's it's their quarterback that spencer ratliff was the heisman's favorite at the beginning of the season and now he's riding the bench <laughs> pretty crazy yeah well i tell you you know before last week uh caleb williams looked like a world beater he had a he had a clunker of a game last week curiously couldn't really do anything he was much better in the second half of that game but he did have maybe the play of the season I don't know if you guys saw this, that but all oh, I know what you're that, that, that was, was crazy. That was crazy. It was a fourth down and one, and Oklahoma's clinging, I think, to a 28-23 lead. And Kennedy Brooks, their tailback, gets stuffed. He was going to lose two yards, and Caleb Williams yanks the ball from Brooks' hands and pushes it over the first down marker to get the first down. They end up scoring on the on the drive uh, to push the lead out and and ended up hanging on. But that was a crazy heads up play, really smart play. That's- that's by, by right. Williams. That's like a, being someone that knows the game very well. Yeah, smart. You know, because like, not right. Yeah, smart and a lot of ability. But I don't know, man. The, the 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 defensive woes just continue to dog that program. I don't know why they can't get defense figured out at Oklahoma. I just don't. I, they seem to recruit very well. It's a, it's one of the premier programs. I don't understand why they can't play def- decent defense there. And I think that's going to catch up to them. They right. play amazing offense, right? Like so many teams can't play offense. Oklahoma does it exceptionally well. Just be, yeah. you know, proficient on defense. Yeah. They would be, be a handful and they just can't do it. So. They can't do it. Yeah. All right, boys, let's turn to our gun to your head playoff predictions. Chad, I'm going to start with you. Give me your top four. Oh, man. Buckeyes. I hate to throw Alabama in there, but God, I mean. Now, is it going to be in it. that order? Give me, give me one through four. Oh, oh, hey now, dude, <laughs> you're asking a lot now. <laughs> you um, can do it. All right, so do you, you do nothing other than watch college football? I think. Um, oh God, let's see. Hmm. All right, come to me. I'm I think Georgia will be. I think Georgia will be one. Okay, Georgia will be one. All right. Um, I think Ohio State will be two. Okay. 
Um, let's see. And, and, and actually, th- this is just your personal top four. You don't have to predict where they're actually going to land. Just your top four teams. Oh, okay. If the, okay, if the season ended today. My anxiety levels yeah, were all starting to peak, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go and take a Xanax. Oh, yeah. No, no, there's not no. that much at stake uh, here on I, this. I, I, <laughs> not no, not that much crazy. riding on this CP. <laughs> so you like Ohio Georgia State, one, Ohio State Georgia, two? Alabama and... Oh, who else can you throw in there, man? Because I don't like. I, I think Oklahoma is going to lose. So, like, yeah, who, I think wow. that's the tough one. The, the four spot's always the tough one. Yeah, you want to think about well, it? I can go to page and come there. back. Help me out there, boys, because I really like. I can't think right now. Who, All like, right, like even. All right. Well, why don't you think about it? I'll go to page. Page, who's your top four? So I'm actually even going to take it a step further. I actually looked it up and I'm going to tell you who's going to be in the playoff right now. All right, let's hear it. I love it. And I will, and I'll put a C note on it. Woo. Wow. I like <laughs> All right. That, okay, man. Love it. Georgia. I like uh-huh. it. Ohio state two. All right. Cincy three, Oregon wow. four. Wow. Okay. So Whoa. you think Cincy, you don't think Cincy schedule is going to catch up to him. I'm looking at the top 25. There's nobody more worthy than Cincy. Go look at it. Right. Because you've got Michigan State and Michigan. They've got to play Ohio State. The only fly in the ointment is Oklahoma. If they run the table, they're in. And then Cincinnati's out. But if Oklahoma stumbles, then Cincy's going to get in. And I think I don't think Alabama's that good. I think Georgia's better. So you got Georgia, us. I think Oregon's probably going to run the table, and then you have to put Cincy in. Wow. Okay. And your scenario, Paige, that would be the most amazing thing in the world because we'd be a two seed, and the Ducks would be a four seed, and we would fucking roll them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Or, yeah, for sure. Because since he's get yeah, since he'll get in as the four slot, for sure. Interesting. So we'd open okay. with Oregon. Okay. So it, you, you've got Georgia. Georgia has one. Yep. Georgia, Ohio State. Oregon, Cincy, is that how, is that your order? One through four? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm Got gonna it. reverse Cincy and so Cincy's the four spot and uh the ducks are the three. So it's two, three, Ohio State, Buckeyes, and then Georgia versus Cincy. Okay. And, so- and candidly, I think that they might be the four best teams. I mean, look at it. They're I mean yeah. Notre Dame, Kentucky, you know, the, again, you got Bama in there, but they're gonna be sitting there with two losses. Yeah. I think once they, you know, play George in the championship game, and they could lose before that, by the way. Yeah, they could lose at Auburn to end the season. I mean, yeah. you know, they've been vulnerable. I mean, you know, Tennessee took them down. Well, I don't want to say they took them down to the wire. They ended up pulling away, I think, scoring 21, ans- 21 unanswered. Yeah, that game was a lot quarter. closer than it was. But it was a lot closer, six, right? Yeah. That was a seven-point game yeah. in the fourth quarter. So, okay. Uh, look, gun to my head, if I had to, if the season ended today and I had to pick four, I've got Georgia, who's looked very good, certainly not unbeatable, but you know, I'm going to give them credit for being the most consistent, the most balanced team so far. But right on their heels, I got Ohio State. I think Ohio State is actually playing better football right now than Georgia. And uh, the pro football focus grades show that, the team grades. I, me- I mentioned this on the, on the previous pod. Right now, they have Georgia number one in their t- overall team grades. They have Ohio State number two right behind them. Uh Look, I I'm gonna I'm gonna put Bama in at number three. It's Nick Saban gets the benefit of the doubt from me until the tide loses again. I don't have a ton of conviction with that pick. And then at number four, man, I can't believe I'm saying this. Michigan. Michigan at number four, 
Whoa. I'm just going to put him there. If we're going to, if we're going to, we just don't, you know, like Oklahoma doesn't deserve to be there. I, I don't like believe it, in Cincinnati. I don't believe in Cincinnati. I, I I was at that game two years ago. I know I've said this. You went Ohio State, you know, pulled off their legs and arms and beat them with them 42 nothing. Cincinnati did not belong on the field with Ohio State. And I just can't get that out of my head. Oklahoma, I had them at number four in my last, in the last pod in my playoff four. But I'm just going to, I'm going to throw Michigan in there. And I think if we're, at that fourth spot, I'm going to go most deserving, I guess. I think Michigan's going to win out. Let's say they lose a competitive game to Ohio State, you know, in Ann Arbor. You got teams ahead of them faltering, like Bama losing a second game, Oklahoma not looking impressive. I don't, I don't think – Oregon is the Oklahoma of the West, right? They Week in and week out, they're playing with fire. I think there's a really good chance they lose again. I don't think since he's going to have the schedule – so hey, Michigan, you keep it relatively close in the finale. You're eleven and one. Ohio State goes on to win the national champ or the sorry the Big Ten championship. Your only loss is to a you know another another playoff team. Michigan gets in at number four. Why not? Uh, which this saying a lot for me because you guys know how critical I've been of Michigan uh, on this podcast. Yeah, that's just but, an indictment of the rest. Is this two thousand eight over again? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> right. So I I don't you know. Uh, again, not a ton of conviction with my last three picks, Bama uh, or or Michigan. It would seem, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, Georgia and Ohio State seem to be on a collision course. I mean, who doesn't want to see that Georgia defense against the Ohio State offense? I mean, I think that's the that's the matchup a lot of people want to see, even people outside of those fan bases. That'd be amazing. For be sure. amazing. Yeah. And I think Georgia could be had too. I mean, I, I you know, all, all respect to, to the way they've recruited their actually more talented than Ohio State if you look at the 24-7 team talent composites. But, um, you know, I don't know. I I think we could beat that team. I, 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 in Indianapolis, hey, by the way, the, 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 the national championship game right. is in Lucas Oil Stadium. That's the other thing. You know what? I, I know you go back to that like to two years ago with Cincy, but, I, you know, I think they're like a totally different – like that's two, like two years of fickle. I think – I mean, I think they're legit, man, but mm. we'll see, I guess. And and by the way, um, I agree with you, CP. They beat Navy by seven points last weekend. Yeah. Well, Navy Navy down seven recovered an onside <laughs> kick, uh, and uh, since he had to stop him from tying the game, uh, but you know, Navy's weird. Navy's weird. I mean, I would never schedule Navy in the middle of the season, right? Navy's taking us down to the wire, right? I mean, I, I remember in yeah. two thousand nine. They is were Navy. Come on, it is Navy. It is Navy. Yeah, they're they're a weird opponent. But no, I I think they're good. I think they're solid. I just I don't know. I'm just not buying them. But maybe they can prove me wrong. I have one last question. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Gun to your head. Is Ohio State the best team in the country right now? Oh, I, I think I think so. I, I think they're playing better than Georgia right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I'll take that. I, I I would take Ohio State over no Georgia doubt. right now. How yeah. about you, PBH? What do you think? Of course. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and I think, you know, Georgia gets a hell of a lot of credit for beating Clemson in the first game of the season. They're, they're Clemson stinks. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. And CP, you would agree? You'd 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 think Ohio State's the best team in the country yeah, right I, now? Yeah, I I think they are. And again, you know, then why were we all, why were we all too chicken I to put them number not. one in our rankings? <laughs> because Georgia's going to win out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're going to be undefeated. You're right. Sorry, CP, I interrupted you. Go ahead. I want to. I want to believe that. Um, and I believe we're really close. I just. I wish we could see a against a good offensive team, but I yeah. mean Georgia really doesn't impress me whatsoever on the offensive side of the ball. So 
I mean, you know, based on that, I would say yes. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to wait for that that uh, that matchup with another elite offense to really test our defense because I just don't think it, it it exists on their remaining schedule, and they're certainly not going to get that in the Big Ten championship game. Whoever comes out of the West. All right, fellas. Hey, thanks so much for making the time. It's great to be with you. I know it's been a couple of weeks. Let's uh, let's try to make some time to do this again next week. What do you say? Good effort, boys. I think it's great, Z. Hey, man. As always, thanks for hosting, brother. PBH. All right. Okay, boys, have a great night. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and visit our website at southstandsosu.com.